why do manufacturers not get back to my emails? You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me every Tuesday and Friday when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice on making in the UK. Let's crack on with the show. Welcome to episode 89 of the Make It British podcast. So I'm really sorry today's episode is going out a little bit later than originally planned or that I usually do. Um, The reason for why is that I've just finished presenting an online masterclass revealing all of my insider secrets to finding a UK manufacturer. I was so overwhelmed by the amount of you who not only registered, but actually turned up to listen in and come along and ask all your questions. In fact, it was so busy and there's so many questions in the Q&A at the end that it actually took double the amount of time than I originally thought it was going to do to run the whole masterclass. So I am a little bit late recording this today. So if you were one of those people that came along, firstly, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you found it useful. But if you're also one of those people that was unable to attend, don't worry. I'm definitely going to be running it again in the near future because lots of people have been asking for it. If you want to register to make sure you find out when I'm running the next one as well, go to the Make It British website, makeitbritish forward slash masterclass or makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash masterclass. Follow the link there or follow the link in the show notes here and you can sign up to be notified when we next run the live masterclass. Anyhow, today's episode, um, I'm going to touch on one of the topics that was really popular and that I included in the masterclass today. And that is why do manufacturers not get back to my emails? So I know it's never excusable for a business not to reply to an email from a customer or a potential customer. But we are living in the era of complete inbox overload. Everyone receives far too much communication these days. And there's certainly amount of super quick triage that is performed on the inbox, particularly by manufacturers, to see who might actually be a good prospect and who, let's face it, is a potential time waster. Now, one of the things that you've got to realise is that you are probably one of hundreds of inquiries that that manufacturer is getting every single week. So I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but thinking that a manufacturer is sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for your email to drop into their inbox is not the way it is these days. Generally, when someone gets in touch with me and they tell me that they've not had a response from a manufacturer, and I look at their email and I see what it is that they've actually sent, I find that their email fits into one of the following four categories. Number one, the email is far too vague. Now, what do I mean by vague? Well, I've seen emails that people have genuinely sent to factories that say nothing more than 
can you make me some T-shirts? And, and that's literally all they have written. That would be like me sending an email to Sainsbury's and saying, can you send me some food? You know, they're going to reply back, aren't they? And they're going to say to me, that's if I'm lucky to actually get a reply. It's going to say things like, well, what type of food do you like to eat? Are you a vegetarian? How many people is it you need this food for? How many meals are you going to want to make out of it? Do you, are there any allergies in your family? You know, would you like drinks along with all this food that you're ordering? And by the way, what time of, time of day and what date would you actually like us to deliver it on? So when you see it like that, you'll understand it just doesn't make sense to just ask a manufacturer a really vague query like, can you make some T-shirts? Because it doesn't help them to understand what, what it is that you actually need. In, pro in fact, they'll probably have to spend a lot longer writing back to you and asking you loads of questions, like Sainsbury's would have been writing back to me, just trying to get to the nitty gritty and the details of what it is that you actually want to make. Or they could just go on to the next email, which already has all the information that they need to be able to start working with that person. Number two is that the email is too long. So this is the opposite of number one. So instead of getting straight to the point or being too vague, this person has given the manufacturer their entire life history. Often the email is so long that by the time you got to the end of it, you still can't work out what it is that this person actually needs. And you've probably also given up the will to live. They've been so busy telling their life story They've left out the essential details that the factory needs. So just like Mr. Vague in his email, but in example number one, this email from Mr. Long is also going to take the manufacturer quite a while to reply to it. And that is even after he's finished reading the 2000 odd words that this person has written. So if you think that might sound like you, do yourself a favour and keep your email straight and to the point with just the amount of details that the manufacturers need to ascertain whether they could actually make the product that you want to make and whether they're a good fit for you and vice versa. Now, number three is the email that starts off talking about price. Now, this one is pretty common. It usually includes words in the first line such as cheap or reasonable or even bargain. Now, bear in mind, you are looking for a manufacturing partner here. Are you going to go up to a girl in the street, invite her on a date by saying, would you like to come to a cheap restaurant with me? Even if that is what you're thinking. Or something like, um, I'll take you out, but only if we can go somewhere that's reasonably priced. Now, you might say that after you've known them for quite a while, but you wouldn't. it wouldn't be your opening line, would it? So why would you ask a potential manufacturing partner if they can make you something on the cheap. And if cost price is really all you care about, you're going to be barking up completely the wrong tree with UK manufacturers. And finally, email number four, which is from, let's call him Mr. Clueless. He's not bothered to do any research whatsoever. In fact, he's hoping the factory are going to do all his research for him. So much so that he's approached a manufacturer that makes paint when he really wants to make some fabric. Now, 
That example might be a bit extreme, but I do hear of some really random requests that people have sent to manufacturers thinking that if it's a factory, you can just turn, you know, if that manufacturer, if it's a factory, they can just turn their hand at making practically anything, which no, they can't. Do your research beforehand, approach the right manufacturer for the type of product that you want to make and show them that you know what it is you're talking about and that you're a viable business prospect. So there you go. That's the four main suspects when it comes to unanswered emails to manufacturers. Mr. Vague, Mr. Long, Mr. Price and Mr. Clueless. But I'm sure you are none of those, are you? So if you do need some help getting your emails answered by manufacturers, do check out my masterclass, which will help you ensure that you never approach a manufacturer unprepared again. Just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash masterclass to register. Until next time, bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me a, just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.